This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. gentlemen i am your host blake rafino this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight is it is our first lsu post game uh for basketball this season normally we don't go live during an lsu uh, a, a sporting event especially in the major three so sometimes we have to adjust our times to accommodate watching the LSU Tigers, but LSU does get the victory tonight over Liberty, 74-58. Started off slow but came in hot as Darius Days leads the Tigers with 26 points, 8-14 on field goals, and again was fantastic from three, absolutely just crushing it. Um, So we'll talk about some basketball, that's for sure. We'll talk about some basketball. We'll do some LSU versus Arkansas recap. A huge, show. we just got a huge show, man. Uh, Jimbo Fisher out. He pretty much locks himself uh, out of this coaching search in his comments today, saying that he would be the stupidest human being alive, the dumbest, not stupidest, but the dumbest human being alive if he left A and M for LSU. That's good news for LSU. We will touch on that. Uh, something I'm going to start off with is a Rafino's rants um, because. I think it is warranted for all of people that watch me and all the fans uh, about some things that happened today. I will start off with the Rafino's rants, and I'll be very brief there, and then we'll go on to the rest of the show. We'll go around the SEC and the Saints lose in a tough one to Tennessee. Uh, we'll touch on the New Orleans Saints 
uh, as well. So let's get a couple of the comments before we get started. Uh, Blaine Smith says, Curse of OBJ is powerful. That it is. Craig Dugas has been preaching it for a while now. Boot up or get booted off. We are riding. Uh, Brian Williams on Facebook says, Great game for the general and his troops. Boot up. And Brandy Blake says, Did Jimbo fail his audition Saturday against her Ole Miss Rebels? That he did. Uh, that he did. And, De- uh, and Dylan says, Boot up. So we have a lot of boot ups in here. A lot of boot ups. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And Rob Miller sends us 50 stars via Super Chat. Thank you very, very much. So let's do this. I see a lot of people saying, like Marvin saying, rant, rant, rant. I will touch on that. Alex asked me if, Blake, you got COVID or are you good? You don't sound so hot. No, I do still have a sinus infection. Tested negative, which is a good sign. Was running 101.3 fever during the postgame show but still able was to uh, come out on the other side. So we're good. I feel fine. I just sound bad uh, as allergy and flu season's back. So before we get started, everybody do me a favor. If you're on Facebook, hit the like and share. Share to all your social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere that you – I don't know if you can do it on Instagram. I'm not a big Instagrammer, but do it there as well. Uh, And don't forget to follow us on AYS AYS Network on Facebook. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe and notification bell. We greatly, greatly appreciate that. And if you're watching us on Periscope Twitter, don't forget to hit the retweet and follow as well. And if you're listening on the audio podcast, don't forget to subscribe. All right, let's do this. Let's pay some bills around this thing, and then we'll get to a quick Rafino's rant and then get to all of your comments. None better than good good friends over at GM Varndo and Sons and betonline.ag. Guys, with 64 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM, Varno & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or go see them over at 2500 Floyd Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. And our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, I went 4-1-1 one, one on my NFL picks yesterday. I posted them for you guys. That brings us to 14-1-1 one, one in the last month. Get on over to BetOnline. Sign up today. Use the Believe 50 discount, and you will be able to get to 50% off your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. <laughs> but for real, let's get this thing rolling. All right, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I do think for the people that listen to us and people that have been following me for a while and have seen the stuff that happened on Twitter and then we'll get to basketball and recap and stuff like that, uh, football, baseball, uh, football and basketball uh, after this. Um, I'm not sure how much you are aware or how much of you caught this during the live broadcast um, during the Arkansas game Saturday. But during the broadcast, Tom Hart from ESPN at the end of the first quarter made said something about when he spoke with Jake Peets. And I know that we talked about it on the postgame show, but just want to reiterate, he said something that was a little uh, questionable in my opinion. Now, I've been very vocal about that opinion and have taken heat from Cole Kublik, who was on the call, T. Bob Abair, 
who also came out and posted a video, which then also kind of pretty much verified, at least to me, about questioning what was going on. So if you miss it, Tom Hart from ESPN on the call said the following words. Quarterbacks didn't have a great week of practice, according to Jake Peets. In fact, Wednesday, he was so upset, he left them with a script, and he said, quote, practice is over, you guys. Need Practice is over, and you guys need to stay out and, and keep running things, and they did. That is a direct quote from Tom Hart. Took it word for word. You can go listen to the video. It's posted everywhere. So I was taking the criticism of, oh, well, Blake, you're taking this out of proportion. Blake, you take this out of you took this out of proportion because you don't like Ed Orgeron nor Jake Peets. First off, I didn't say anything on the call. I didn't mean in the call, meaning the the telecast. Those aren't my words. I came out and said Sunday that I thought in my number one thing, my number one thing when I posted about what allegedly Tom Hart said on the telecast, number one, it's everywhere. We need to find out when he left practice. Because to me, and in that speculation, when Tom Hart says, and I'm quoting word for word, in fact, Wednesday, he was so upset, he left them with the script, and he said, practice is over, you guys. You need to stay out and ha- and keep running things, and they did. Here's why I have questions. Any of you that have played football in your life, you know that at the end of practice, the head coach calls all the players up, you take a knee, the head coach says something, somebody breaks it down, and then you're, you're done with practice. Some guys stay over, some guys don't, some guys get treatment, some guys get an ice bath, whatever. So if this was after practice, the telecast for ESPN has to be more specific about when, they ha- when this happened because if, if T-Bob would have played the entire clip, what goes on to be said from Tom Hart and ESPN is that Jake Peets told them that it's difficult to not be able to call the plays on all three downs. Well, first off, you accepted the job knowing that DJ Mangus was a passing game coordinator and that he would be calling uh, pass or calling passes during passing downs on third down and in the red zone. Orgeron's been doing this for light, for ever since he's been here. Nothing's changed. You accepted that job. You know what Joe Brady's role was when he was at LSU. Nothing changed. From an Orgeron perspective, nothing changed. So the questions I have is, number one, and I already told you, why did he have to tell no, – really, why did he have to tell players that the practice was over? Again, it's not about me, Blake Rafino or AYS being right or wrong – I need a further explanation of why the players were told that practice was over. Did they not know practice was over? Also, number two, LSU is averaging 14.6 points per game in the last three games. 14.6. Guys, that's atrocious. So the guy that is calling the plays and is the quarterback's coach of a team that's only scoring 14.6 points per game in the last three games is so fed up with his true freshman. Yes, Max is still technically a freshman because of the COVID year. Yes, he has time under his belt, and I understand it. But he's leaving a guy in Max Johnson and Garrett Nussmeyer, who's never still started in the SEC and just got his first reps against a top 25 opponent in Arkansas. Is that the appropriate time to leave two freshman quarterbacks that quite honestly don't have a full year, neither one of them, of starts underneath their belt? 
No, it is not. Over the last five games, LSU has scored 100 points. In those last five games, 42 of those points came against Florida, who just gave up 50-plus to Samford. So, coming off of that game, LSU's averaging 25 points a game. Oh, and if you take that Florida game out, it's atrocious. So, yes, when the play calling is egregious, and you got Tom Hart, and Tom Hart said this, along with Cole Kublik on the telecast, go back and listen to it, that they called other offensive coordinators around the country, and they laughed at the notion that LSU had somebody else calling the plays on third down. So in the context of everything that was going on, to me, to me, number one, I need further explanation, can be explained. It can be explained. There's no problem with having to explain something that was said on a telecast, but it needs further explanation. Number two, in the context of Tom Hart and Cole Kubik saying that, why are you referencing what Jake Peets is saying in the struggles offensively and you're calling other offensive coordinators around the country to find out about what's going on with LSU's play calling and they're laughing about it? You're on the SEC call for LSU in Death Valley. So, yes, I do need further explanations. It's not on what Blake Rafino said. It's not what I said. So, everybody that's listening to it, everybody's saying I'm making a big deal out of it, that's fine. You can trash me all you want, which multiple people on Twitter do. Twitter's not a real place. You can say a lot about me. I will say, if you say something about my family, then you've crossed a line and you will never come back from it. But I promise you that this isn't something that I made up out of thin air. This is on the SEC teleconference from an LSU game where you're in a battle with number 25, Arkansas. So just thought I should explain myself as to what was actually going on uh, during that. So, anyway. I, I, I It was made a bigger deal from what – yes, do I think it's egregious? Yes. No matter what Jake Peets – let me say this too. No matter what Jake Peets says about what was said on the teleconference, does it justify it for me? Because, Big Daddy, you're having just as many issues as Max Johnson, as Garrett Nussmeyer did Saturday night. Max Johnson didn't just regress. And the only reason that you scored 42 points against Florida is because they didn't know how to stop a a counter trap. That's the reason why you scored 42 points and Ty Davis-Price broke one off in Florida's ass. So let's not act like... The 100 points that you've scored over the last five games is something really good when you take that Florida game out because they don't know how to stop one play that you ran over and over and over again. What happens when that play doesn't work? Oh, you score 13 points against Arkansas, you score 14 points against Alabama, and then you score 17 points against Ole Miss. So, quite honestly, the offense from a points perspective is getting worse. It's not getting better. It's not getting better. All right. I said my little rant. Now let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let me go down on some of these con- on these comments. That way that, you know, we 
Because, I, I mean, these older comments are just... Mm. <laughs> Somebody says, I'm a girl. LSU 337 says, she a girl. We we welcome everybody. Uh, Devin Sub says, Pete grabs his nose while jumping into the pool. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. But I need an explanation. I need an explanation. Sam Bacon says, Aranda and Grimes looking at houses. Yeah, where? In in Southern California? Uh, Alex says, the Coach O press conference today was a slow-moving train wreck. I feel bad for the players. It's going to be a long two weeks. Let me – for everybody who says – that, look, I don't care about what's going on for the rest of the season. Look, I understand it. I completely understand it. I understand where you're coming from. It's been a tough season. We're not accustomed to getting beat. We're not accustomed to getting beat by teams like Arkansas on a religious basis, Ole Miss in the same season. We're just not, and I understand that. I I completely understand that. But this whole thing with Jake Peets, you're leaving your players out there. I mean, I get – and here's another thing. The argument was is that there's a 20-hour limit, and I understand that. I, I Like, I completely understand that there's a limit of time that you can be around players. But, but man, this has been a PR nightmare for the last nine, ten weeks. Ever since – well, ten weeks or 11 weeks, technically, when the Sissy Blue shirt thing came out. Like, this has been a PR nightmare. It would be one thing if I'm stretching this – if I was stretching this and there was no other PR nightmares around LSU right now, but the reason that you have to take into context about what's going on is because there's so many different, uh, so much other bullshit that surrounds LSU that when everything comes up, yes, you have to question it. You got other people out there writing, uh, uh, breaking stories and, and sourcing about people being on, at practice and all this other kind of stuff. But God forbid Blake Rafino talk about something that ESPN reported on a telecast. All right. Pooh Bear sends his $5 via Super Chat. He says, why does this stuff keep embarrassing us with the stories leaking? We look weak as... AF. Well, it, it, apparently they said that they spoke with Jake Peets. Again, what the video wasn't showing, okay, what the video doesn't show is that Cole Kublik and Tom Hart called other offensive coordinators around the country and they laughed at it. So in the context of it all, what am I supposed to take out of all of it? You're blaming me. Don't blame me for shit. Now, I, I, have a, I have a fucking segment on this show where I'm right, where I'm wrong. So, yes, I will tell you where I'm wrong. But don't fucking come in here and say it's my fault for this. LSU media gets pissed off that when you call them out because of their bullshit, that's fine. I'll take the heat as, just as much as everybody else. But don't get mad at me for questioning something that needs to be answered. All right. I am getting into it this time. <laughs> No more. Mark uh, on YouTube says, Aranda, Matt Rule, Napier, Riley, Cristobal, in that order. Those are my choices. You know, a lot of people have been throwing Matt Campbell. I I know that there was three comments in here earlier about um, Matt Campbell from Iowa State. Uh, I need to do more more digging into Matt Campbell, honestly, guys, Uh, and that's on me. Uh, I want to look into his recruiting. 
I want to look into um, more things that he's done at Iowa State. Um, but a lot of people, have, especially in this chat, and I'd have to go find it, somebody said it was Matt Campbell's season inside the chat, and I need to find that. I need to find that. But whoever said it, put it back in here so I can bring it up. Um, but we'll see. I, I mean, I don't think that you can go wrong with any one of those coaches, personally. I really don't. Um, I don't think you go wrong. Jared Billiot says, Pete's wiped his ass before he shits, not after. Yikes. Uh, Marvin Mackey says, Pete's his ass straight up. Well, I'm not going to. Look, guys, again, you take Florida out, and I don't like playing the what-if games, but you take that Florida game out, it's pretty egregious. It's pretty bad. It's really bad from a statistical standpoint. Very bad. Uh, Lamar Williams says, I'm tired of those whack-ass press conferences. Well, you only got two more of them. Jason on Facebook says, what about Coach O's press conference today? How uh, how embarrassing does it have to get before we run all them SOBs off? I don't know, guys. I mean, and again, I'm taking a blistering from LSU media and SEC media about something that I didn't even say. God forbid you question the – Two guys from ESPN attacking me on Twitter. And, and, look, I like Cole. I think Cole's a damn good dude. I like T-Bob. think he's a good dude. But don't get mad at me for questioning something. And then and then play the video verifying what I said. Because you all heard it. I didn't say that. But Ed Orgeron, today in his press conference, talking about – and, look, this is what results on the field. You know, going running the ball on third and seven three times, thinking that you're going to get a first down when they're sending run blitzes to the strong side of the, or wide side of the field and you're running into the teeth of it. Look, a lot of these coaches, Ed Orgeron included, for me, is going to forget more football than I'll ever know. I mean, the man's been around football for 35, 40 years of his life. The man, regardless of what you think, knows a lot of football. He doesn't, number one, know how to articulate it. Number two, how to coach it. Not well. Great recruiter, great D-line coach. He's still been in those meetings. The problem is, is when you're running the ball on third and seven, it, it's not good. And you're wondering why you're losing. And you're wondering why you're fired. Also, and I kind of felt like this was a direct hit at me, but it's just fine, is that Coach O today said that, Oh, you guys keep putting out there that we have nothing to lose. We have things to lose. No, you don't, Ed. You don't have a you you personally. Only thing that you have to lose is seventeen million and a little bit of your dignity that you gave up when things started leaking. No, you don't. And if you did care about actually winning, you wouldn't play to lose when you have another fifty-six yard field goal to go to tie the game and you don't kick it. Anyway, I thought we'd get into more basketball talk. Darius Days, um, Darius Days going off. It's pretty pretty solid performance for Days, dude. He he he's just been going off. Five from ten from the three point line. Eight for 14, 26 points. Efton Reed having the big block. Six for nine on field goals. One from one for three. His three is what kind of started separating it. And then the dagger was obviously Days hitting that, that last three. Efton Reed having 13 points. 
uh, six rebounds. Guys, and I, I'm really starting to really like Pinson and Murray. Murray didn't have a great shooting night. He only had five points, but he's so good at as a guard getting the rebounds because he had seven big boards tonight. Really, I, I'm really impressed by this team, and I don't remember a Will Wade coached team that's been this good this early defensively. Like, I, I don't ever remember it. But I thought we'd have more basketball talk. Uh, Jacob Marceau says, OU losing makes timing work out for Lincoln Riley. Close him, Scott Woodward. Let's hope so. I mean, I think at this point, me personally, he would be my number one guy, but I think my mind can be changed on that, guys. Like, I fully believe my mind can be changed on that. and uh, But I do like Lincoln Riley a lot. Um, I don't buy – here's what I personally buy from a – this is just what I buy into Lincoln Riley. Having to go get 90% of an 85 scholar scholarship, uh, uh, 85 scholarship kids that you can have on your roster, having to go get 95% of those guys from outside your state is really tough. Yeah, Texas is big, but again, what happens when you can go into Texas and get recruits? Oh, and you're already in the state of Louisiana that produces 10 sometimes in a great year, 15 guys that you can sign to LSU. You know, there's been times that Oklahoma's come in here and gotten guys that are quote-unquote three stars, and they've made a lot out of them. Offensive linemen, wide receivers. I mean, hell, C.D. Lamb is technically from Louisiana. Now he left, but still, what was he, a three-star? Going and getting him with Louisiana roots, LSU not wanting him? Now, it's it's tough to say – that LSU should have gone and gotten C.D. Lamb with the wide receivers that they had. I'm, I'm just giving speculation. Uh, Marvin Mackey says, hold up. What you hear in Blake Aranda to USC? No, I'm just – there's been a lot of chatter on Facebook – I mean Facebook, on Twitter today, a lot of people that cover USC that have talked and speculated about um, Dave Aranda to USC. I'm not personally hearing that. Um no, I'm not personally hearing that. It wouldn't surprise me, though. I mean, hell, Dave's a really good coach. Jeremy on YouTube says, we need a coaching search update. Lots of Mark Stoops and Matt Campbell smoke going on. I saw the thing about Mark Stoops, so let me let me ref- let me talk about this Mark Stoops situation. Guys, he signed a uh, one-year extension today that would make him the coach at Kentucky until 2026. Or, no, excuse me, 2027 which is a a six-year uh a six-year contract i think it was what is it around 6.5 million dollars a year bringing that buyout to what 25 26 27 million somewhere in that range i don't think lsu is going to go spend 27 million dollars to buy out mark stoops when they have a 17 million dollar buyout for ed orsron i i, I legitimately just don't see that like I can't see that happening. The Mark Stoops to LSU situation does not mean does not register in my brain because because I don't know if Scott Woodward pays that kind of amount of money to go and get uh, 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 Mark Stoops of all people. Like if you went and got Lincoln Riley with that kind of buyout, I'd be like, okay, well you know what? He's making his move. Like he he's paying he's paying for everything to go get his guy. 
And with that being said, I mean, look, that would make more sense to me than, than Mark Stoops. So the Mark Stoops thing for me doesn't really hold a lot of weight. Um, look, the Matt Campbell smoke, it's going to be it's gonna be the smoke. I need to do, personally, and this is my fault, I need to do more research on Matt Campbell. Uh, I know that he likes a spread attack. I know that he's had some some decent wins at Iowa State. But it just seems like they haven't been able to really break through. So I need to start researching Matt Campbell more. I will tell you that I have, outside of rumors, I haven't heard anything on Matt Campbell. Now, right now, the only thing I'm hearing on Matt Campbell is rumors. Just being honest. That can change in 24 hours when I come on this show again. Could easily change. But right now, I'm not hearing anything um, on either one of those guys that really is really anything. I think that there's a lot of smoke and a lot of fanfare out there. But in reference to Mark Stoops, signing it. Here's the thing with Mark Stoops. He signed an extension today, guys. Like, he, he signed an extension. Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I also feel like Mark Stoops is a more educated Les Miles. Just on the defensive side of the ball. They want to run the ball. They want to run the ball. They want to play good defense. I Personally, I don't, I don't want that, man. Like, I, I don't want that. Marvin Mackey says, how many wins uh, do you need to be bowl eligible? Well, it used to be six. Hell, I don't, you know, I've seen teams that have five. Brandy Blake says, Jake Peets and O remind me of the double Spider-Man meme when you're pointing the fingers out at each other. Uh, Brandy, I didn't say this because I wanted to get off the topic. I literally wrote that right here. I said, it sounds like to me, Pete's is pushing off blame for the context that we heard. I, I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. Like, I, I fully agree that Matt, that Jake Peets is pushing off blame to two young quarterbacks and to, to Coach O. Now, the problem with that is, is that Coach O started it and even said it today when he talked about the offensive players being pissed off at the scheme. Shit, yeah, they're pissed off. But you don't have to say that shit. Orsron, see, here's the problem with, with O. Okay, and I know it's beating a dead horse and shit, and I get it. But the problem is, guys, is the football season's still fucking going on. Right? Like, we still have two more football games. The, the problem right now, and if you think recruits don't listen to this, you're outside your box. I don't think that they're sitting down listening to Orsron every waking moment. But coaches will negatively recruit for that. You, do you know that they had SEC coaches during the years and even this year that would listen to everything Ed Orgeron said in the press conference to get tidbits because they know he would slip up and say something? Like that, I legitimately got that from somebody on Alabama staff because he was one of the ones doing it. Not, not just because he was told to, but just because he knew that he would say something egregious. I know people don't like talking about it. I get it. I know a lot of people are over and done with it and fed up. But, guys, it's my job to come out here and talk about the football team. Like, it's my job to do that. I'm building something here. I'm personally trying to build something here. And you're freaking right I'm going to cover the team. 
until the final whistle blows and LSU names their next head coach will continue to do it. <clears throat> Brandon Reese says, Coach O just spilling his uh, even more at this point. Uh, Danielle says, I hate losing. Sick of this season. Sick of Coach O press conferences and him always adding on and making a horrible season worse. I do too. I do too. Uh, Brian Champagne, Champagne, I don't know, Brian, how you pronounce it. And for that, I'm sorry. Uh, on Facebook says, uh, no Matt Campbell. You know, I kind of lean to that. Um, I kind of lean to that. Um, but I need to do re more research. If I came out here and said, no Matt Campbell, I will tell you to me right now, and I, this is why I need to research it. Right now, I don't know of a really good reason to hire Matt Campbell. Yeah, he turned Iowa State around. I, I get that. But he hasn't really had a lot of signature wins. Hasn't won the Big 12. Uh, now, can he? what can he do with LSU's talent? I don't know. But I need to go. I just need to go do more uh, research on him. Paul says, if everyone is wishing, why wish for Cliff Kingsbury? Cliff is with a K, by the way. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird. All right, hold on one second. My nose is running. One bad thing about a sinus infection, man. It's what I hate about kids in daycare. Mark says, T.J. Finley starts uh, last two games for Auburn. What's crazy is they play South Carolina this week, and that was the first start for T.J. Finley at LSU. It's crazy that his first starts at both programs come against South Carolina. Let's see if South Carolina remembers that and wants to get some revenge on T.J. and win the game. I don't think they will. I think T.J.'s too good of a quarterback. Uh, Stefan says, Pete's sits when he pees at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, Jeremy, let's go down here and get some more comments. Charlie Viator says, Efton Reed is a stud. That he is. Uh, Jeremy says, is Jimbo bluffing? I don't think Jimbo Fisher's bluffing. If you missed it today, if you missed it today, Jimbo Fisher talked about, uh, he would be the dumbest human being alive if uh, he left Texas A&M with the recruiting class that they're bringing in. They think that they could have the number one cl uh, recruiting class in the country. Um, yeah, I, I'm not I, – guys, I think it's over with Jimbo. So here's what it – here's my opinion, okay? I don't know this to be factual yet, but here's just an opinion. I think Jimbo knows something. I think Jimbo knows something – Either one or two things are, is going to happen. I know that Scott and Jimbo talk. Like, I know that. That's coming from just not just LSU side. That's coming from A&M side. I mean, look, he gave him the golden goose. He gave him the golden goose when he, when he signed him to coach at Texas A&M. Now, this is what it personally tells me something, Okay. Either number one, Scott Woodward has his guy. Like either he's got throwing it out there, not saying it's true. Let's say it's Lincoln Riley, Mario Cristobal, 
whoever. And that's Mario, you know, we talked about last week, every day last week, Mario Cristobal is a guy that we're not talking about, and I told you to keep his name. Said in every single episode last week, um, Mario Cristobal is a guy. I mean, what, it, what this is telling me, getting back to the point, what this is telling me is I wonder if if Scott's got the, the coach he's looking for. Why why would Jimbo go that emphatically? And, and what's crazy is, is it felt like a setup from the media to Jimbo because instantly after he commented it, like instantly after the – like legitimately after he said it, Texas A&M had the video clipped. Texas A&M had the video up. Ross, Ross Bjork, the new athletic director at A&M, quote tweeted it within the minute. So they knew that that was kind of staged, like that was about to happen, right? Like we we knew that. Did Scott Woodward tell Jimbo that he's got his guy? Or did Jimbo's agent? Because it's really abrupt that they, the last couple of weeks they hadn't asked him about Jimbo, about LSU. Now last week, not this past week, and not today, but last week, even though they and, and, and look, media members had Jimbo Fisher where they could have asked him questions. Last Monday, uh, go two four seven or not go two four seven um, two four seven. Somebody at two two four seven was reporting that Jimbo was the number one target. Why didn't they ask him then? Anyway, guys, I know about the sinus infection. Marvin Mackey says, Blake, to clear that sinus infection, crown, lemon, honey, drink it, and go to sleep. Uh, You will be sweaty when you wake up. Shit, I'm sweaty no matter what. Richie Roche, one of our good sponsors, uh, Roche's Lawn and Landscape, says, "Yeah, Blake, yeah, Blake, Jimbo is salty. He didn't get the job. He knew he wasn't coming when he lost this weekend. Yeah, it was really too – it's like, what does he know? Like, what does he know? And what is he making up with all this? How did A&M clip that so much? Guys, let me tell you something for people who don't do video. When I clip and do something, it takes me minimum 30, 30 minutes just to get the video clipped. It takes me another 30 minutes to get the, the clip uploaded, downloaded onto YouTube. As an example, like it takes time to do video clips. Now, you can be quicker if you know what somebody's about to say. Anyway. I know, I know. Sinus infection. Tiki Tac Taco says at least LSU will probably beat ULM this weekend, so that's cool. Yeah, and look, they can still beat A&M. One of these games they're going to win. Um, with that defense, they can beat Texas A&M. If Ole Miss's defense can stop, <clears throat> if Ole Miss's defense can stop A&M, LSU's defense can stop A&M. The problem is, is can they score points, meaning LSU? And I don't think that they can. They're getting progressively worse. Coaching matters, y'all. Coaching matters. Chili on uh, YouTube says, hashtag Ask Blake, what would you rather, offensive head coach or defensive? Yeah, guys, I mean, personally for me, personally for me, I would like a offensive-minded head coach 
But it really doesn't matter because good coaches, good coordinators know both sides of the ball. Lane Kiffin knows more about defense or just about that he knows about offense and he knows about defense, obviously, with his dad. You know both. You know both. So I want to I want a ball coach. Like, I want somebody that knows both really well. Like, the reason that Lincoln Riley's so good at calling plays is because he knows defenses really well. You get what I'm saying? Um, I want a mixture of both. Seth Scott says, has to ask Blake, so your Pete's and Jones, so are Pete's and Jones gone? Hope we keep uh, Jones. Yeah, I think that they're both gone, guys, personally. Unless Dave Aranda's named the next head coach at LSU, I think that he could, there's a chance he can keep Durante Jones, but I just don't see that. Like, I, I, I don't see that. By the way, by the way, Jake, uh, Ed Orsron today said that he trusted um, Joe Brady. When do we get off of that? Like, when do we get off that train of talking about Joe Brady? Guys, he's not here. Joe Brady's not, call, not calling the plays. Joe Brady is not your head coach. Why is he telling you people to hire? Why doesn't Ed have a Rolodex of people he can go and call? Guys, with all due respect, and I mean this with all due respect, if I'm the head coach at LSU, I'm calling anybody I want to be my offense or defensive coordinator. I'm calling Jim Leonard, the defense coordinator of Wisconsin. I'm calling anybody and everybody. I, I mean, they, they, there's going to be a long list of coaches that are going to have to tell me no, probably millions of coaches before I get to somebody like Jake Peets. Seriously. And the reason he didn't ask Steve Insminger is all those coaches are retired. Don't mean that in the wrong way. But there's so many good fucking coaches out there that you can go, why do you have to ask Dave Aranda to bring Durante Jones in? Now, that worked. That worked. Oh, 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 oh. Did y'all hear Ed Orsron today, too? say that he brought up Pete Carroll multiple times today in his press conference, and he confirmed, he confirmed that Durante Jones, what this wasn't Durante Jones or Bo Pelini's defense. Y'all know that, right? He didn't indirectly, he didn't directly say it, but he goes, guys, when I was with Pete Carroll, we never ran zero blitz packages, so I didn't feel comfortable in doing it. But I let Durante do it. Yeah, because you're fired. And he makes fun of it being a lame duck coach. Get out of here. Carlton Reed. What's up, Carlton? On YouTube says, Lincoln or Lane, if you have if you have the open checkbook, can't go conservative. I don't disagree. Yeah. Jay Everett on Facebook says, hashtag, or at Ask Blake, Hugh Freeze is my number one. He knows how to beat Saban. Uh, guys, again, Hugh Freeze will not be the next head coach at LSU. He will not be the next head coach at any SEC team. Not while Greg Sankey's here. Not while Greg Sankey's here. Brian says, we don't need to go to a bowl game. Yeah, I don't really disagree, and I hate saying that. Uh, Dylan on Facebook says, I'm a hundred I am sold a thousand percent on either Dave Aranda or Lincoln Riley with good supporting staff. 
Let's look what Devontae Jones is doing with his defense. They can't do that at Oklahoma. Now, he's getting some good recruits in Oklahoma, but he's having to go outside the state to do it. Again, what can he do here? All right. Want to talk about our good sponsors? Um, we talked about Richie Roche, Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225 937 7220. Guys, they do outdoor patio areas, they do backdoor, uh, backyard kitchens. They also do the best, and quite honestly, are the best in the greater Baton Rouge area at landscaping and cutting your grass and cutting your yard and doing everything outdoors. 225 937 7220. Tell them Blake Rafina at AYS sent you on by our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. If you've been affected by Hurricane Ida, insurance companies give you the runaround. Get in touch with the Drake Williams Law Firm today. That's drakewilliamslawfirm.com at 985-386-7600. 985-386-7600. Tell them Blake Rafina at AYS sent you on by. Uh, speaking of Richie Roche, he's, uh, he says, I really think Scott has his guy. I don't think anyone actually knows. Smokescreen, 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 smokescreen. Let's talk about everyone else getting the job or not. Seems planned. It does seem planned. And it seems planned today by what Jimbo said. You guys, Jimbo Fisher cannot be run out there as your next head coach. He can't. He just can't. After losing again to Ole Miss, he can't be run out there. Uh, Mark says, Blake, would you be okay with Lane Kiffin if he kept Durante Jones as defensive coordinator? No, and here's why. Um, <clears throat> there was when, you know, how LSU does the Tiger Walk, so does Ole Miss. Now, there was a girl, there was a lady, an elderly, an older lady, probably in her mid-40s, early 50s, who held up a sign that said, I want to ride lane, dot, dot, dot. It was a poster when the team was walking by. I want to ride, meaning a sexual reference, lane. Oh, and it's on the bottom of it says, oh, I mean, I want to ride the lane train. Lane stops in his tracks, walks over to the lady, gives her a massive hug, and takes a picture with her. Now, on the surface, there's nothing wrong with that. But, guys, again, the the stuff surrounding LSU, I, I don't think that you can do that. I, I just don't think that you can do that. I don't think that you can hire Lane. But if you do, you got to tell him he can't do stuff like that. I, I, I'm just giving you my personal opinion. Now, if you hire him and – as a coach and he wouldn't have any any off the field issues, then quite honestly, that's fine. But I don't see that happen. Tiki Tech Taco says, to be fair, we saw what happens when O goes to his Rolodex. Scott Linehan. True. True. But it's like why does why does Ed have to be, you know, I don't know. Pooh Bear says that Abby says says it all, shaking my head. And that Abby? What you mean, Pooh? Uh Brandon Reese says LSU has become a circus act. True. True. I was gonna go around the SEC. I might do that tomorrow. Um but let me say this very quickly and I'll get to the rest of these comments and then we'll get out of here. I'm really pissed off the Saints keep losing. 
and I know that the roughing the passer call is really rough, and it's you know it's a bad call. Because I and look, that interception would have been huge. When scoring plays are affected by penalties, yeah, I might. You know, I lean more to saying, okay, then that affected the game, okay? Uh, a fumble here and there. I mean, guys, there's 59 other minutes in the game that you can affect things. Um, but, God dang, was that rough in the passer with the interception by Marcus Williams a big deal. Huge deal. Saints got to get find some weapons too, man. They got to find weapons. But Alvin Kamara was out. What happens when he comes back? That defense is good, bro. That defense is good. But the problem with saying, oh, well, Alvin was out, Alvin was out. Well, shit, so was Derrick Henry. So was Derrick Henry, and the Titans didn't make a didn't didn't blink an eye and they didn't make excuses. Uh Tommy Howard says that Sankey told Saban no when he tried to hire Freeze. Yeah, he tried to hire him as an analyst. And they told him no. Uh, that man will never be in the SEC while Sankey is in charge. Tommy's right. Blacklisted. Bebop and Rocksteady on YouTube says, why do people keep bringing up dudes like Hugh Freeze? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, who's, a, who's a couple? Uh, who's another one? Deion Sanders. Um, i trying to think of some other ones. But, yeah. Uh, Pooh Bear says, hashtag ask Blake, can we switch to back basketball for a sec? How do you feel about games? I feel like he's good but too careless. I agree with you there, Pooh. Um, he didn't start. He did come off the bench. The thing for me with Gaines is he was two for four shooting, um, but he did have two, I mean, four huge turnovers. But, Pooh, the problem is is that he had 10 points off the bench and went 6-for-6 six six from the free throw line. Man, any time that you go 6-for-6 six six from the free throw line, you can, get to the, you can get to the foul line and you can make those shots. I mean, because he can turn the turnovers down, but you're right, because he did have four huge turnovers, two of them coming in the first half while you were down. and I, So, I agree with you there. But, but I mean, I, I think that – I know what you're saying, Pooh, but it just for me, it feels like Air Gaines, Air Gaines being the point guard for LSU or guard for LSU basketball who's coming off the bench. If he could turn over the t- – but see, here's the thing, though, Pooh, is Air Gaines had five steals too, right? Like he had five steals, Pooh. Like, yeah, he's turning the ball over a little bit, but he also had five massive steals – Two of those steals, if you remember, were later in the game. And then the uh, 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 Efton Reed three, then the Darius Days three, huge. Absolutely huge. All right, let's get to a couple more. Uh, Chili Vicks is hashtag ask Blake, how big will Jacob Berry impact on this baseball team? Huge. Uh, massive. Like, it's massive. Because you, you got Jacob Berry in the lineup in the three-hole, and then you got right behind him would be guys like Trey Morgan. I mean – uh, K. Doty. I mean, this baseball team, everybody thinks this basketball team's stacked. Hell no. This baseball team is stacked. D- guys, Davin, Gavin Duga might hit fifth. Guys, Gavin Duga, who hit over 20 bombs, might hit fifth, and he might not be the best hitter on the team. 
Dylan Cruz, Jacob Berry, Trey Morgan, K. Doty. Shit, bro. This team's going to be good, and they got some arms. And they got some arms. Kenny Ford says, hashtag ask Blake, why don't you go after Dabo? What's your opinion on him? Dabo does, I don't, I, I'm not a huge friend. Uh, I mean, a huge friend. I'm not a huge fan of Dabo Sweeney. Uh, Mark says, Blake clean them sinuses with a neti pot. That crap works. Yeah, the problem is, guys, I can't blow my nose when I'm on here. <laughs> uh, Jason says, basketball team, Blake, show them some love. Wade is coaching his ass off. I've been showing them love. I've been trying to talk more about basketball tonight than anything. But I'm just going with the comments, man. I'm just going with the comments. Uh, Chili says, Dabo's a better uh, Edo. Uh, Richie Roche says, Cristobal feels like a Jay Johnson hire uh, at this at this point. True. True. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and Ryan Thibodeau says, hashtag ask Blake, LSU needs more than one guy scoring double digits to win more games. I don't disagree with that. I, I don't disagree with that at all. And you can't rely on Darius Days hitting threes either. Tyler Mann says, man, I want Lincoln Riley something awful. Blake, you uh, you think he can make Saban and everyone else nervous? Shit, yeah. Guys, I, I heard – I'm not exaggerating this, and I'm going to pull it up, and I'm not going to say the SEC coach. Like, I'm not exaggerating about this. I'm going to go to my DMs on my phone, okay? This is from an SEC, head, or SEC coach. I, I, I Just going to read it. Not going to name him, but he said, if they play defense like they've played, if, meaning they, meaning LSU, if LSU play defense like they've played defense the last two weeks, it's a different story for those Bayou Bengals. D.C. has done one hell of a job these last two weeks. I'm highly impressed by the talent and some of the coaches on that staff. New regime change is going to be scary. That is from a DM from an SEC coach. (laughs) just saying bro teams fear it teams fear it all right let's get out of here we'll see you guys again tomorrow we're guessing it up uh tomorrow i'm gonna try to get two guests on tomorrow we got memphis spence i'm gonna try to get maybe uh hendrix in here too but until then guys we'll see y'all again soon you guys have a good night peace out girl scouts Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.